Welcome to The Skin Reel, your guide to all things skincare, skin health, beauty, and more, curated by dermatologists and true skin experts. I'm your host, Dr. Mary Alice Mina. I'm a double board certified dermatologist and dermatologic surgeon with over a decade of clinical experience. If you're looking for real, practical, unhyped skincare guidance and expertise, or you just think the skin is really cool, then you're in the right spot. I'm so glad you've tuned in to The Skin Reel. Now let's dive in because this is how dermatologists talk skin. Hi everyone, quick disclaimer here before we start. This podcast is for educational purposes only and is not a substitute for professional care by a doctor or other qualified medical professional. If you're looking for help on your skin journey, please check out the American Academy of Dermatology's website, aad.org, where you can search their database for dermatologists near you. It is so important that you have someone in your corner who's well-trained, licensed, and board-certified who can help you make decisions when it comes to your skin health. Okay, got it? Great. Now for the fun stuff. Hi, skin friend. I am so glad you're here and so honored that you are taking the time to listen to this podcast. You are wanting to get great information about your skin and your skin's health, wanting to know how to keep it healthy and beautiful. So kudos to you. And hopefully you are getting a lot of value out of this podcast. I wanted to talk today about a skin cancer that has gotten a lot of publicity recently with the passing of the late Jimmy Buffett in September. And that skin cancer is a very deadly and aggressive skin cancer, but most people have never heard of it before. And that's because it's pretty rare. And even a few decades ago, most dermatologists had never seen it personally. And it's really been in the last several decades that we are starting to see and hear about it more and more. I am a procedural dermatologist. I treat a lot of skin cancers every single day. And even with that, I'm only seeing about one or two Merkel cells a year. And I did see a good bit when I was in my residency because we actually had a Merkel cell clinic at Dana-Farber in Boston. But that is pretty rare. And we would see patients from all over the country again, because this is not a very common skin cancer. Now, the skin cancer I'm talking about is called a Merkel cell carcinoma. For a lot of you listening, you've probably heard of melanoma. And for people who listen to my podcast, you've probably also heard of basal cell carcinomas and squamous cell carcinomas. But there are actually more skin cancers than just those three. Those three are certainly the most common, and we talk about them and hear about them a lot, but there are actually other types types of skin cancers out there, including Merkel cell carcinoma. Now, Merkel cell carcinoma has been relatively unknown in the past, and a lot of doctors don't even really know about it. And that's because the incidence is really low. There will be maybe around 3,000 cases diagnosed in the U.S. this year. And each year, however, it increases and it's projected to increase exponentially over the next several years and decades. So that is why I think we are going to start hearing about Merkel cell carcinomas a lot more often. And we're going to start knowing people or hearing about people being diagnosed 
diagnosed with this skin cancer. So even though it is 40 times more rare than melanoma, it is the second most common cause of skin cancer death, only second to melanoma. So even though it is super, super, super rare, unfortunately at this time, it is also very aggressive and very deadly. And we'll talk more about why that is a little bit later. So with the passing of Jimmy Buffett from a Merkel cell carcinoma, I had a lot of patients coming in, asking me about it, being worried about it, getting phone calls with people wanting to come in and have skin checks because they are worried about Merkel cell carcinoma. And rightfully so. And I'm glad that at least there is a little more awareness in the public about this condition. So Merkel cell carcinoma is a skin cancer and it originates from these cells that are called Merkel cells, which are a type of neuroendocrine cell in the top layer of our skin known as the epidermis. We have Merkel cells all throughout our skin and they help us touch and feel things and sense things. But unfortunately, we can get the development of this type of skin cancer with Merkel cells as well. One interesting fact about Merkel cells is that they seem to be caused by a virus, which is known as the Merkel cell polyoma virus. Now, this was only just discovered back in the early 2000s, and or I should say that association was recognized back in the early 2000s. And so there's still a ton of stuff that we don't know about, but Merkel cell carcinoma is actually the first cancer to be identified or attributed to this polyoma virus. Now, polyoma virus is pretty ubiquitous. Pretty much most people have been exposed to it. Most adults actually shed this virus from normal skin cells, and it really doesn't seem to cause a problem or even any symptoms or illness in most healthy individuals. And it seems like we've all pretty much been exposed to it by the time we're adults. So it's interesting why some people will then go on to develop Merkel cell that also is incorporated with this polyoma virus. And one thing I remember learning about when I was studying for my boards is that while about 80% of Merkel cells are associated with this polyoma virus, the people who actually do not have the polyoma virus associated with their Merkel cell, they tend to have higher risk of recurrence and more aggressive cancers than people with the polyoma associated Merkel cell. And they also have more mutations from DNA damage from the sun. So they tend to have more UV mutations in their Merkel cell. So theirs tends to be even more sun induced. So I just think that's kind of interesting that the virus seems to be somehow associated with causing Merkel cells, but then and those who have Merkel cell not associated with it actually have a worse prognosis. So just lots of research still to be done to help figure out the association and what's going on exactly with the polyomavirus and Merkel cell. But again, we know that they're highly correlated, that most Merkel cells have this polyomavirus incorporated into their genome. Now, probably most of you listening are wondering, well, what does a Merkel cell carcinoma even look like? With melanoma, you're probably expecting to look for a dark spot, a black spot on the skin, or a new mole, but Merkel cells are going to present a little bit differently. They are actually going to be typically a solitary bump, nodule, usually painless, and they can be this sort of pink 
to even red color, which is pretty striking. And they tend to grow rapidly. So if you have a little bump on your skin and two weeks later, it's quadrupled in size and six weeks later, it's even bigger and maybe has even little satellite bumps around it, that's definitely concerning and you want to see your dermatologist immediately. Other things can cause pink bumps and lumps in the skin, things like cysts, but those are usually tender and painful. So just remember, Merkel cell tends to be painless. Now, who is at risk for developing a Merkel cell carcinoma? Well, we have identified several risk factors, and I'm going to go over those with you guys. Number one is age. Merkel cell carcinoma tends to occur in people who are over 50, and most of the time, people are actually 70 and older. So four out of five times, the individual will be 70 or older. So again, this is not something we see in younger people, people or children or young adolescents or even, well, I guess 50 is midlife, right? But we don't usually see this in 20s, 30s, 40-year-olds. So 50 plus, but especially 70 plus, that is a risk factor for developing Merkel cell. The second is having light skin. So someone who has very little melanin in their skin, they are very light in complexion. Those people are at a much higher risk for developing a Merkel cell carcinoma. Next, and probably a little bit related to having light skin is a lot of sun exposure. We know that Merkel cell carcinomas have a strong association with intense sun exposure or extensive sun exposure and a lot of UV radiation from the sun or tanning beds. Merkel cell carcinomas also tend to occur on sun exposed areas. So we frequently see them on the face, the eyelids, the ears, tops of the arms or hands, areas that are exposed to sun all the time. Another risk factor is actually being a man. So men are actually twice as likely to get a Merkel cell carcinoma than women. And this could be for a number of reasons. It could be that men are working jobs where they are outside more or exposed to more sun, or perhaps they are not practicing sun protection and wearing sunscreen or hats or sun protective clothing as well as women, or they simply don't seek medical care as quickly or readily as women when a new spot or lesion occurs. So those are all sort of theories for why men are twice as likely to develop a Merkel cell than women, but that is a risk factor. And then the last risk factor is being immunosuppressed. Just like with other skin cancers like squamous cell carcinomas, we do know that Merkel cell carcinomas are more common in individuals who are systemically immunosuppressed. So say, for example, someone who's maybe undergoing chemotherapy or someone who is on biologic therapy for an autoimmune condition, or someone who is on strong immunosuppressant medications because they have had a solid organ transplant or a transplant in their life. We know that these individuals who are immunosuppressed are at a higher risk for developing Merkel cell carcinoma. So those are the common risk factors for Merkel cell carcinoma. And for those of you listening, you might be wondering, well, why is Merkel cell carcinoma so deadly? What makes it so much more deadly than all these other way more common skin cancers? And 
we are still learning a lot about it. Remember, it is a very, very rare skin cancer. However, it is on the rise, exponentially on the rise. So we are going to be seeing and hearing a lot more about this. And I also hope we'll be seeing and hearing a lot more research about this condition. But one of the reasons Merkel cell carcinoma is so lethal is that it has frequently spread beyond the skin at the time of diagnosis. Unlike with basal cells and squamous cell carcinomas, which tend to be more slow growing, Merkel cell carcinoma tends to be very rapidly growing and it will spread very quickly, not just to your lymph nodes, but throughout your whole body, it can spread. And unfortunately for a lot of patients, it has already spread beyond the skin by the time they are diagnosed, by the time they seek care for a bump or notice something on their skin. So unlike the other skin cancers that can be a little more slow growing, Merkel cell carcinoma is a whole different animal. If your Merkel cell has not spread beyond the skin at your time of initial diagnosis, your five-year survival is pretty good. It's about 75%. Unfortunately, if your Merkel cell carcinoma has actually spread either to lymph nodes or what we call distally throughout your body at the time of your diagnosis, your five-year survival drops to about 25%. And so that is why Merkel cell carcinoma is so deadly. It just simply grows so quickly and it spreads throughout the body so quickly. So what do you do if you have a Merkel cell carcinoma? Well, first things first, any new concerning lesion on your skin, you are gonna wanna make sure to see a board-certified dermatologist. Don't worry that you go see us and we tell you it's benign. You're not wasting our time. I would rather tell you something is benign, reassure you, and maybe check the rest of your skin while you're there than to have you sit at home with a potentially deadly skin cancer growing because you don't want to waste someone's time or you're worried, oh, it's probably just nothing. So again, anything worrisome, new, changing on your skin, get it evaluated, seek care, get a board certified dermatologist to take a look at it. So typically when you see your dermatologist, if it is suspicious for a skin cancer or a Merkel cell carcinoma, we're going to numb the area up with a little bit of lidocaine. We're going to take a little sample, take a biopsy, and we're going to send it off to our friends, the dermatopathologist, to look at that under the microscope. And they can give us a diagnosis for what it is, and then the treatment plan can be established. Now, because Merkel cell carcinoma spreads so quickly, it really involves what we call a multidisciplinary approach to treatment. You are not typically going to just be treated by your dermatologist. Your dermatologist is probably going to be working together with a radiation oncologist, maybe a surgical oncologist, and potentially an oncologist, because all of these physicians play a role in treating Merkel cell carcinomas. Now, with the original or the primary lesion, typically we are going to want to excise that and make sure that we get clear margins. Sometimes we will also sample your lymph nodes, or sometimes we will send you to a surgical oncologist who will also sample and check your lymph nodes, similarly to what we do with melanomas, to make sure it has not already spread beyond the skin. Now, the next step is oftentimes radiation therapy. Because Merkel cell carcinoma is very radiosensitive, it responds really well to radiation, and it can be a great treatment for either the primary lesion or the lymph nodes or both. And your 
doctors will discuss based on your stage and where it is, et cetera, whether radiation is a good option for you. If your Merkel cell carcinoma has actually spread beyond the skin, we now actually have therapies for this condition. And just like with melanomas, where the treatment options have just exploded with the use of immunotherapy, that's also being used for Merkel cell carcinoma in certain patients. What we realize is that by boosting someone's own immune system, they can actually fight off the Merkel cell very, very well. Remember, Merkel cell carcinoma tends to occur in people who are immunosuppressed. So it seems that when someone's immune system is down, Merkel cell sort of takes off. So if we can rev up the immune system, your body can fight off the Merkel cell carcinoma very, very well. And so this is a really exciting time that we finally have some drugs for Merkel cell carcinoma. And there's also just the standard chemotherapy for people who maybe are not candidates for immunotherapy. But again, the gist here is that the treatment of Merkel cell carcinoma is not simple. It's complex, and a lot of factors are going to play into it, your age, the location, if it's spread. And so the first step is to stage your Merkel cell, see if it's localized to the skin or not, or if it's spread. And if it has spread, has it gone just to the lymph nodes or has it gone beyond? And all of that is going to factor into how you are treated and the best treatment course for you. Now, I know this sounds pretty scary and alarming at times. And so I want to give you some good tools for how you can detect a potential Merkel cell carcinoma early because early detection really, really, really save lives. It is so true for so many cancers, for melanomas and non-melanoma skin cancers, but it is especially, especially true for Merkel cell carcinoma. And there's this neat little mnemonic, A-E-I-O-U, that can be sort of your frame of reference for early detection of Merkel cell. As dermatologists or medical people, really, we love little mnemonics. So you've got the ABCDEs for early detection of melanomas, and you've got the AEIOUs for early detection of Merkel cell. All right, so let's break it down. A is asymptomatic. This means that the lesion that pops up on your skin, if it is a Merkel cell, will be painless. It is not going to hurt. Remember, cysts hurt, and cysts can be pink bumps in the skin, but a Merkel cell will not hurt, it will not be tender, it will be asymptomatic. E stands for expanding. Merkel cell carcinomas grow very, very quickly. They can be very aggressive and they can spread and grow rapidly. So if you have a lesion that seems to be enlarging overnight, that is concerning and you want to get in ASAP to have it evaluated. I is for immunosuppression. If you are an individual who is immunosuppressed, either because of a chronic condition or medications that you're on, then you need to be extra, extra careful and extra, extra extra vigilant if something worrisome or new or concerning pops up on your skin. Don't ignore it. Don't forget about it. Don't say, oh, I bet it's just fine. Go show your doctors. Be proactive because early detection is key. And we do know that Merkel cell carcinoma is more common in individuals who are immunosuppressed because their immune system does not seem to be able to fight off the tumor like someone who is immunocompetent or not immunosuppressed. O is older than 50. We know that Merkel cell carcinoma tends to affect individuals 
later in life. So 50 plus, but it's really those 70 plus that are at the highest, highest risk. Four out of five people with Merkel cell carcinomas are in their 70s or older. So if you are in that age bracket, you want to not just ignore a new bump on the skin. You want to make sure you show it to your dermatologist. And then U stands for UV exposure. We know that so many of our skin cancers that we see in individuals are from or at least UV radiation from the sun contributes to the development of these skin cancers, but we know it is so associated with the development of Merkel cell carcinomas. We can actually see the mutations in the DNA from UV radiation in the tumors. So if you have a strong history of lots of sun exposure, lots of sunburns, not wearing sunscreen, tanning a lot, you are at a much, much higher risk for developing a Merkel cell carcinoma in addition to the other skin cancers, but especially Merkel cell carcinoma. And so you want to be extra vigilant about any new bump or lesion that pops up. And you want to start wearing sunscreen and start sun protecting. It's never too late. So those are the ways that you can detect an early Merkel cell carcinoma and show it to your doctor and hopefully get it biopsied and treatment started sooner than later if it is a Merkel cell carcinoma. There's been a lot of information on the internet and on social media about Merkel cell carcinoma since Jimmy Buffett passed away from it in September, but I would encourage you to seek advice, seek guidance from very reputable sources on the internet. One such source would be skincancer.org. They've got a lot of great information about Merkel cell carcinoma that is scientific and validated. And so if you have more questions or concerns, you can definitely look up skincancer.org. And of course, you can also talk to your local dermatologist as well. Be sure to get any suspicious lesion looked at, evaluated. You're not wasting our time. That's what we're here for. I hope this episode helped give you a little clarity about what this skin cancer known as Merkel cell carcinoma is, how you get it, how we treat it, and how you can prevent it. And I do think this is something we are going to be hearing about a lot more over the next several decades, simply because we are seeing an aging population. People are living longer. That means they are also living longer with more sun exposure. And a lot of our patients who are transplant patients or have chronic conditions, we have gotten really good at managing those oftentimes with immunotherapy. And so we are seeing people living a lot longer who are immunosuppressed. And these are probably all contributing to why we are also seeing this rise in Merkel cell carcinoma. So stay tuned. I'm sure there's a lot more research and education coming down the pike for us. And of course, follow me at The Skin Reel for more skin care education and guidance. I will see you all next week. Thank you so much for listening to The Skin Reel. I hope it's been informative, educational, and perhaps a little entertaining. If you enjoyed this podcast, be sure to like and subscribe and share with a friend. Don't want to stop your learning just yet? Head on over to theskinreel.com for show notes, blog posts, and so much more. Until next time, skin friends.